Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Concerned Women Today. I'm your host, Penny Nance, and in honor of the beginning of summer, we wanted to do something special today. We know that summer is an exciting time of travel, pool days, cookouts with friends, and more. But we also know that for that recent college graduate or intern, summer can be a somewhat nerve-wracking time as they prepare to enter the professional world for the first time. With so many questions to consider, things like, How do I know what I'm supposed to do with my life? What do I wear to an interview? How do I make a good first impression? It can be easy to get overwhelmed. Well, today we have an expert coming in. We have a very special guest here on the show to offer you some of her best insight and wisdom on the subject. She's been out of college for a few years, has completed various internships, and is currently a communications director on Capitol Hill. I might just add, she is my favorite guest we have ever had on the show because she's my very own daughter, Claire Nance. Strong women, smart policy, solid theology, and no apology. This is Concerned Women Today with Penny Young Nance, CEO and president of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy organization for women in the nation. We have our special guest star, first time on my podcast, um, my one and only daughter, my favorite daughter, my one and only daughter, Claire Nance. So welcome to Concerned Women Today, Claire Nance. Thank you. So glad to be here. Okay, so this is a very interesting topic to us. So last summer, we did uh, get ready for the skin turns and talked about internships <laughs> and kind of do's and don'ts is coming to Washington and, and for one young women in general. And so we mm-hmm. wanted to follow up on that. Here we are post July 4th, and um, I couldn't think of anyone who could give better perspective than you. So why don't you start by just telling people really what your experience is. You did several internships, tell them what your work experience is. I just think you bring a perspective because you're not so far out from being in college. And I just think there's a lot um, that you can share that I've way forgotten. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, you know, I've I've been graduated for a few years now and, um, you know, I did internships throughout my time in college. I was at the uh, the RNC, the Republican National Committee. Um, I interned in the White House. Uh, I interned for a PR firm. Um, so I kind of made sure to touch kind of the broad spectrum of, 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 of government and, and policy because I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. So I'm glad I did. I did that and I ended up um, going into communications. I worked in the Trump administration at the Department of Energy. Uh, and then I went over to the White House and worked in their comms team. Um, and then after the election, I came to the Hill, uh, where I've been a comms director for two members, uh, most recently, Michelle Steele from Orange County, California. So um, yeah, it's uh, there's nothing more valuable in an, than an internship, I'll, I'll tell you. And um, you know, I have lots of interns in our office. They're coming every summer. And um, I, I really enjoy kind of getting to know them and helping wherever I can, because, you know, I've been there and I've had people help me and, you know, everybody listening who is an intern or wants to be an intern, you're going to have somebody who helps you and then you're going to help the next person. So that's the beauty of, of, uh, of internships is that we've all been there, especially, especially in Washington, DC, we've all been there. We know what it's like and we want to help each other because one day you may be their boss. So, uh, so it's, it's a beautiful thing and, um, everyone wants, wants to help you. So, um, 
so you did several internships and what, so tell our listeners, what's the most valuable thing you learned that you, to do and also not to do from your internships? And then, mm -hmm. then we're going to move into kind of sort of actual work experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The best piece of advice that I've, that I've gotten for internships, it's actually something that you told me, believe it or not, shocker. Okay. Um, okay. Good. Was, <laughs> is, um, you know, find the job that no one wants to do. The one that is the hardest, the, the least rewarding and do it well. Um, and, you know, for me, when I was at the RNC, I was really young. I think I was a, a freshman going in my sophomore year. That was cleaning out the fridge. Um, and I washed the dishes in the sink. And I found what no, literally it was the least valuable job. And, and you do it with a smile on your face um, and with positivity. And you will be amazed at how people respond. Um, and because of that, I was one of three out of 50 interns that went to the convention and, and was helpful in the convention for a week. Um, and that was an incredibly unique experience that- Yeah, the Republican convention, right? Right. Cleveland. Right. And um, yeah, interns a lot older than me wanted to go, but you know, thankfully, and I was chosen uh, to go to go help out because I proved that I'm not too good for anything. Um, I want to work hard and uh, help however I can. And now as a staffer, I'll tell you, that is the most endearing and um, uh, valuable thing that I see out of interns, something that makes me want to help the next, you know, the next intern is that, oh, these people want to work hard and that I can put my name behind them when I send them for job interviews, because I know that they're going to be a great mm -hmm. worker. Yeah. That lack of entitlement. And so mm -hmm. I think Gen Zers and you're a Gen Zer get, and, and millennials before you honestly get a bad rap because this sort of idea that they have a sense of entitlement. And some of that's because of the way they were raised. Honestly, my generation went overboard to correct the lack of engagement from our own parents. <laughs> so we tend yeah. to over engage and yeah. bubble wrap and all those things. And there's a little bit of a little guilty there. I tried, but you know, it, it's, it's your nature to want to protect your kid. And sometimes you overprotect, but there's a whole bunch of kids. I think that show up in the workforce that haven't had one day in which they were having to look out for themselves. They were having to make their own way, make hard decisions. Um, you know what, tell me a little bit about that, what your experience was with that, or maybe even what you've observed from other people your age. You know, I think, I think just as you said, I think that Gen Z gets a, a bad rap. Um, I think in general, they're very hardworking um, and they want to do well and to prove themselves. And so I just say, you know, lean into that and prove anyone wrong who would think that of you um, or thinks that, you know, you're, you're not going to be as hard worker as you are. Um, and just be willing and to, to do anything and ask every question that you can. Um, you're not going to annoy anybody. I think I had a lot of fear about that, that I was going to be uh, annoying or a hindrance by, by asking questions, but you're there to learn. You're there to learn. And that is a lot of times what you're not paid for. <laughs> that is your payment is to ask, ask questions um, and just to, to soak it all up. So um, yes. stay late, come early. Um, and ask for work. I think that's a thing too, is that many interns sit at their desks and they wait for someone to approach them. Um, and avoid that if you can. Ask people for work, ask them for coffee, ask them um, you know, to, 
tell them about what they do um, so that, and how you can be helpful to them. Um, and if you do that, again, you're going to be a rock star in your office. Yeah, I have so many things floating through my mind, but I would I should say since I've come to CWA, which is in 2010, I have loved our interns. We've had incredible, hardworking women with humility that just they like you said they just want to learn and they just want to help. Absolutely. And so I I agree with you. I think that's overstated. Certainly in every age group, those people exist. Certainly in, in my age group, right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always the people living in their mother's basements, but you know, part of being the person that can thrive is getting in that first job, getting that, that internship, hopefully before your first job, and then getting in the first job. Now, I will say not everyone can do an intern internship. I was, um, you know, a, a kid, a poor kid, honestly, yeah. my dad was a pastor. I actually was offered a Washington internship. I don't even know if you know this, Claire. And I couldn't go because we couldn't afford for me yeah. not to work all summer yeah. to save money to go back to school. Yeah. And um, I finally, my senior year did one because you had to do it to graduate, but I did it with a mm -hmm. little local regional hospital. But even there, I learned incredible lessons. You know, if you Absolutely. haven't worked, you worked uh, and so did, our, so did my, our son, your brother Briscoe. I wanted you all to work in high school to learn those valuable lessons like you got to show up on time, right? And I didn't want to be the one to teach you that. So you already knew that going into it. Talk to me about um, interviewing for your first job, going into that interview process, because I have some thoughts about that. I've got my new book is going to talk about those kind of do's and don'ts of coming into your first job. Um, but I would love any thoughts you have on everything from how to present yourself to, you know, what's it like, what to, what to be ready for as you start mm -hmm. to strike out to try to get that first job, whether you, again, this, you maybe didn't do an internship, so you don't really know what to expect. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. And also I want to touch on one thing you said previously about how, you know, sometimes it's too expensive and mm -hmm. um, that is very real for a lot of America. And there's absolutely no shame in that. And there's ways to, you know, get experience where you are. That's but right. also just for those who are not aware, um, you know, the Hill actually now pays their interns. It's a relatively new thing. So um, there is a, a stipend that really helps with housing costs and just cost of living. And that's very, very helpful. And then also you can very many times do a dual school and internship um, time so that you can go do classes and then also work as an intern. So you can get a stipend, you can do you know, some work for school, get some credits, and that way it can maybe alleviate some of the costs. So just wanna make that aware for anybody who may not may not know the system super well. Yeah, that's that's um, good news. And that wasn't always the case actually. No, it used to be brand free, new. And anyone could do it that sh you know was approved, but it was turned out, I mean, let's be real, it was the rich kids that could do it because yeah. their parents could afford it. So yeah. that is long overdue. And I, we also pay yes. our interns, but it's still hard because you've got to pay for housing and yes. housing in Washington is very expensive. But, you know, I tell squish as many people into an apartment as you possibly can and because you're really not going to be there yeah. that much and just. Try to make it work if you possibly can, but not everybody. Or, you know, get part-time job. You can get a. You can work with your office. Offices mm -hmm. will work with you. Um, you can get a part-time job, and so you can try to make 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 it all work out. Um, uh, so that you know you can get that valuable experience. Um, but anyways, back on to what you were asking me before about um about 
interviewing for an internship. Um, you know, these people understand that you're not going to be an expert in your field. That's okay. You're there to learn. And so again, the number one skill that you can show um, that you would be a valuable intern is just a really positive attitude um, and just a willingness to, to work hard and to learn. So I would say first and foremost, show that. The second thing is do your, do your homework, do research. So wherever you are interning or looking to intern, you need to look up their website of whatever that member is or the organization. Um, and you need to read through every material they have on their website so that you are fully aware of who they are, what matters to them. Um, read, you know, if they have a, a media section where they have articles that, that, that are about the member, go read through what they're working on currently. Um, and that way you're going into it with something to talk about mm -hmm. um, and something to ask questions about. Um, and then also prepare a question or two ahead of time so that when at the very end and they say, do you have any questions for me? You don't just look around yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. So just, just do some research and, and be prepared. Okay. Here's a little tip for people. Let me just tell you as the old person that hires, do not let one of those questions be about work life balance. Don't ask that. You may yeah. want that and you, and your first job, you may not get it. Actually, you may have to work really hard and not have much free time. But if you say that you are signaling, even though maybe you don't mean to, maybe you read it on a website that that's one of the things you're supposed to ask. Don't ask that you're signaling that you don't want to work hard. Maybe that's not what you mean, but that's what everyone hears. So Right. Absolutely make that not your first question or second question or a question at all. And the other thing is, I like what you just said about understanding where who you're getting ready to interview with this internship or job, um, because it is a little bit of a red flag when someone comes in to interview with you and you're having to explain the organization to them. Mm -hmm. That means mm -hmm. they didn't care enough to actually do any research on their own. I've had that happen. And you know, usually it, I'm usually right. <laughs> if they didn't care enough yeah. to like spend some time looking on our website, trying to understand who we are, what we stand for, then like, eh, you're probably not going to work out. Yeah. And you one of the first questions, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, no. the, one of the first questions they're probably going to ask you is why do you want to intern here? Mm -hmm. And so for example, for my boss, Michelle Steele is really um, uh, passionate about China and combating China. And so if somebody said to me, well, you know, I really love the work that she's doing on China and I really want to learn more about that and and you know just get to know you know her work and how I can be helpful that is such a green flag and something that um that interviewers will really appreciate okay tell me uh tell me about how because now you're at the point where you're actually interviewing interns and people and you have people working for you right tell me about uh um how they should present themselves. I mean, let's talk about the way they need to dress because if you're new yeah. at a college, what you wear in college is not what you need to wear for a work interview. And again, I'm very sensitive as someone who came into the workforce with no money in my pocket um, mm -hmm. about, you know, being able to afford that dress. But, you know, there, as we talked about this weekend, actually, there's ways to work around that. So what do you, yeah. what would you say to the, the young woman, totally broke, coming into the workforce for the first time, what does she need to do to look like she's ready to ready to engage? 
Yes. Well, exactly. As you just said, um, you know, I'm very sensitive to that as well, that not everybody, you know, can dish out hundreds of dollars for a wardrobe and that's perfectly okay. Just this weekend, I went thrifting to Goodwill and got the best clothes. Yes, I mean, you did. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I, show, I showed you yeah. um, uh, from Banana Republic, a multi hundred dollar dress for $10. So, um, you know, you can, you can find really good stuff at Goodwill thrifting, um, you know, even um, you know, just on online stores like ThreadUp or, you know, things like that. So there's ways of getting around it, but presentation is important and it can feel, I think sometimes like it's, you know, an afterthought or it shouldn't matter because who you are should matter. But presentation is a reflection of who you are and it reflects how seriously you take uh, this job and how much you want to be here. Um, and so, you know, it's really important to remember that, you know, you are dressing for the job that you want, not the job you have. Um, I, that's a silly, silly little phrase, but it's, it's very, very true. But don't think that you can't show your personality, that you can't wear, you know, really bright colors and fun patterns um, and, or, you know, be comfortable. I mean, wide-legged pants are really in right now mm -hmm. um, and they're so cute and they feel like pajama pants. So there's ways of, of doing both and, and, you know, having your cake and eating it too. Um, but it is really important to, you know, be modest mm -hmm. and to, you know, not feel like you're trying to look like you're going to a party. Um, and cause it will not be taken well, trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the most embarrassing thing that can happen is getting, is getting, uh, um, uh, dress coded at work and sent home we've all been there because listen you have to learn right you're there to learn and so sometimes you know those conversations have to be had and it's okay but just don't let it be you <laughs> let it be let it be somebody Wait, else i'm learning something new i didn't know you got dress coded at work <laughs> no not necessarily but i've had to dress code people <laughs> well, unfortunately I have to admit so. that when i was like 20 something i got dress coded at work so it is yeah, I mean, you have to learn because what's appropriate for um for when you're a college student isn't the same. And so I will tell you that I've had young women come into my office that literally their dress was so short when they sat down. I'm like, oh my goodness, I hope I can't see straight up her dress. And she, yeah. she would have been looked exactly right if she was headed to a club when she left my office and I didn't hire her. And she, you know, I think she was probably a smart girl, but her presentation was so off that I couldn't, she didn't even seem serious. And that was really too bad. I talked to the person who sent her over and I said, you know, if you can just let her know, I mean, this, this is going to be a problem for her going forward. She just needs to know that she's not dressing correctly to come for an interview the other thing I've had you're not going to believe this but I've had literally on more than one occasion women come in with their hair so dirty and greasy that I'm like oh my <laughs> god and I'm, I'm like what are you yeah. where do you think you're going and so yeah. I said to my, I said to my husband your dad I was like I told him the story and he's like well just know that's the best you're going to get because if the this is how this person looks for an interview it's only going to go down downhill from there and that may yeah. or may not be true but that's what people think because that person is a reflection on your organization. So if you send them out to a meeting at the White House in the previous administration into the White House, mm -hmm. and that they're going to be a reflection on your organization. And so you want to make sure that reflection um, is, is positive. And I just want to make clear, I feel like, you know, when I was first kind of getting used to this idea of, of, of presentation, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about like, well, men don't have to worry about this. And they do. <laughs> they absolutely do. There is, there is a standard for men as well. Yeah, that's um, right. It, it looks a little different, but they have a standard as well. And if they don't meet that, then they're 
they're going to be, you know, they're going to be chastised or, um, not, not quite meet the qualifications they need to. So, uh, it's, That's it's true. yes. Yes. So it just looks a little bit different, but th- I think the biggest thing to think about is if you are looking in the mirror and you wonder, is this appropriate? Don't do it. It's right. just not worth it. Um, so it's better to err on the, on the, the safe side. And again, it's not that it's not attractive if you have your skirt be two inches longer. Like it's, it still can be a very cute outfit, um, mm-hmm. but you're going to be a good representation of your organization um, if you're if you're just say, playing on the safe side. I like what you said though about comfort because you know we're coming out of post pandemic where people were at home all day in yoga pants and we're used to you know not dressing up. And so I think there was this hesitancy of people of every age group going back to the office and be like, oh, I can't wear that again. Well, to your point, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable to look good. Like wide leg pants was, you know, absolutely appropriate for the workplace. I would say put a jacket or a cardigan or something over it so that it looks dressy and wear dressy shoes. The one thing I was told in learning to do media is don't wear anything that's a distraction from your message. So to that point, when you're doing a media interview, you shouldn't wear, maybe these may be even a little bit big for that, or you shouldn't wear, you know, something that you would wear after six, something that's, you know, rhinestones that are very sparkly. You should wear something that looks appropriate, goes together, more on the conservative side, cover up your tattoos. I know a lot of people have them. My son has a couple, let's just be honest, but you know, they're in places where he can cover them up. And, um, and, and if you've got weight, if you've got a whole bunch of piercings, take them out, just have a couple or three in your ears and you're done. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I, I agree. I think there's, I think it depends where you work and, you know, for media, it might be a little different than work because right now you're at work, but you're wearing yeah. fun earrings, yeah. right? Like that's perfectly yeah. okay. And I think that and if you work for a women's organization, that's the other thing too, right? Which, which matters like where you work, if it's an artsy job, it may be a little bit different, but again, sure, if you're a graphic designer somewhere, in, you can, right. You can you figure can it out as you get in there, right. And sort of adjust accordingly, but you want to err on the more conservative side going in for the, for the very first interview. Yeah. And again, I don't think you should be afraid of colors, fun colors and, mm-hmm. um, and patterns. I don't think there's any judgment there. I don't think anybody would, would think anything less of, 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 you know, looking good, right. um, and, and showing your personality. You just don't want to cross any lines as far as, you know, showing too much skin. Um, if you have something to prove as far as, you know, having too low a neckline or too short a skirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but she people don't want you to work that out in the workplace. You can work that out right. with, with your therapist if you need to. What you were after sex is not anybody's business. Nope. But. We're, nobody's <laughs> this between you and the Holy Spirit. We're not we're not questioning that. We're just telling you how to get your first job because right. you have to get the first job to get the CEO job. You got to start out right. somewhere handing out coffee, answering phones, doing the things that cleaning out the refrigerator, whatever it is. Um, okay, we have gone like 20 minutes now. So Gosh. this is really fun having you on. So wrapping up, is there any like parting thought that you would have? Let's, let's, let's say you've got the young woman that's coming in who doesn't have much self-confidence. What does she, what, what does she need to know? What's the self-talk maybe need to be? Is there any like 
specifically scripture or anything that you would suggest for her? Because, you know, I think there's a lot of women specifically out there. I don't know. I feel like the young men don't struggle with this as much. Maybe it's all the testosterone. Really, I don't know. But I think there's a lot of young women who defeat themselves. They won't try. You can't get the job if you don't try, if you don't throw your hat in the ring or, or the promotion. You may not get it, but hey, raise your hand and let people know you're interested. People aren't going to know if you don't show up and let them know that you care and that you're interested. So what what would you say to the young woman who maybe struggles with that? I think so, so much. But in general, I think that the, the one thing that you need to remember is that do not be afraid. God's going to put you exactly where you're supposed to be. You can't make a mistake. Um, you know, you don't need to worry. You don't need to stress about whether to take this job or this job, this internship over here or in this city. You are going to be placed exactly where you're meant to be to make the most impact um, and what's best for you. Um, Because God is for you. He is not against you. um, And you can't mess up his plan. So I think to take the pressure off yourself for a second and realize that, um, you know, it's not all on you and that you can't make a mistake in this. Um, and, you know, I think about, you know, you, mom, I mean, you took a year off to, you know, to be with the kids and it wasn't the right thing. And you went back part-time and now you're a CEO. And so you can't, you can't make a mistake. That's going to take you off the path um, that, that, that God has for you. And he is so faithful to make sure that you are going to, um, live out his plan for you. So, um, yeah, and I've seen that in my own life that he is so faithful and jobs that I really wanted and didn't get, and it was very disappointing. I am so thankful I didn't get now because it wouldn't have led me to the white house. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and what I have now, I I have no idea where it's going to take me in the future. So, um, just have no fear, have no fear and just relax and be anxious and nothing, but in everything, give thanks. And I have to say that to myself, we all have to Mm -hmm. quote that scripture to ourselves every now and then. Um, but that's okay. I, and I love that just having, uh, resting in the know, knowing that praying, seeking the Lord, having an open heart, and then just doing your best. And, yeah. you know, God, like you said, I love you how you said that God is for you and it's, it's all good. And, uh, you know, be brave, <laughs> be courageous. And it does yeah. take courage to step out and try to, you know, make a difference and sure. find, find your place in the world. But, you know, don't stay in the, in the barista job just because it's comfortable. That's probably not what you went to school for or, you know, or even had training in. Come on, try. You can do the next thing if it's the next thing, unless that was what God's called you to. But if it's not, move forward. You got to. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, all right, wrapping up, I, this was so fun getting to do something with you, Claire. Thank you for agreeing to do it. And, uh, you know, I think we'll pray that our words fall on fertile ears and people that are searching will be the people that will find this. And, um, we hope that we can encourage somebody today. So thank you. I love you, sweetheart. Love you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Concerned Women Today is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, bringing you biblical perspectives to today's most pressing issues. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. We pray this episode has been a blessing to you. For more information, visit ConcernedWomen.org.